Hey guys, welcome back to the Arthritis Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take something from pop culture <laughs> and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hello. My name is Ben. Yeah, and we're live from Brisbane once again this week. Uh, we are live from streaming the, the sunny shores the of Brisbane, California. Queensland. No, Brisbane, Australia. Right. Yeah, I see why you got confused. Yeah. Uh, so this is our much anticipated ending to meeting month. It's all leading up to this. This is the crescendo of our month of digging into stuff and trying to find out what it's all about. It's the only reason we do the podcast. I say crescendo. It's like uh, if uh, if if you've ever been to like a, a children's band recital. And they try to play like the end of the song, but one oh. kid's off chin. Oh yeah, Do you know what I mean. That's what this is. And then all you hear is just the echo of bad of the, music of the bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's did what I, we're doing. Did this I live week. for that shit? Mm. <laughs> because this week we're talking about the meaning of BoJack Horseman season five. There's been five fucking seasons. Of yeah, this shit. dude. It's it's there, it, there's been a season a year since it came out. Yeah, and um, it's which will get probably going to be another one. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's one. Well, they haven't confirmed to be renewed. No. They, this I think, might be the end. I think they might have one more left to them. I, I know I, a plot point I, that we'll talk I, about in the post show that I'm pretty sure they're going to drop in the next okay. season. Um, yeah, Project Season 5 is the fifth installment of the adult comedy drama series created by Raphael Bob Waxburg, starring Will Arnett and Alison Brie, and marks another year of consecutive seasons for the show. See, I, I even wrote that down because I thought it was weird. I was going to say. They did one a year. Isn't that kind of normal? Um, it's like a not Rick for and Morty. animation. Rick and Morty's every three years at this point. I take that back. It's not like Rick and Morty. Well, to be fair, they're at, the animation style is pretty. I don't know how do you put it. Cut and dry. Well, they also have it's a very yeah. South Park just kind of easy to make. Yeah, easy to make. They are also Rick and Morty has way more money now, and they went to a new studio, so it's going to be quicker. To right, make, but Whereas this is sort of just they're just. Yeah. Power, just powering they're powering out. it out yeah. and also like rick and morty's different because dan Harmon is such a perfectionist with like story let's stop talking stuff. about rick and morty because fuck we, we we'll touch we on it again in the show, there is yeah we have to do one week without rick and morty yeah. at some point uh okay so let's jump, jump into a quick recap of uh what happened this season and then we can talk about the different areas of it and try and spoiler break it alert so spoiler alert for bojack season five As always. um by the way, if you're in the chat, uh feel free to say hi and let us know what you thought of the season while I read the recap and I might we won't touch respond, on but but I might, I might have a look It'd at some nice of It'd be nice anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, we rejoin Bojack and gang a few weeks after the events of the previous season. Bojack's half-sister, Hollyhock, is off at college, while Bojack has been roped into the true detective-esque drama Filbert by Princess Carolyn. Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter's divorce is finalized, and Diane rents a shitty apartment, then partaking in a journey of self-discovery, heading to Vietnam to reconnect with her past. It does not go well. Back in Hollywood, Todd is staying on Princess Carolyn's couch, and the two get along relatively well. Todd's new asexual girlfriend encourages him to find a job, and Todd lands an executive role <laughs> at, at uh, what time what is it.com. Yeah, what time is it.com? A company that just tells you the current time exactly. In Todd's new role, he helps acquire Filbert as an HBO esque drama series directed and written by the aggressively artistic Flip McVicker. Bojack begins an on-again, off-again relationship with his Filbert co-star Gina, and as the two grow closer, so too do Mr. Peanut Butter and a waitress named Pickles. Todd and his asexual girlfriend grow involved with many hijinks at a family's home as they try to hide their asexual nature, and Todd starts to realize that they have nothing in common beyond their sexuality. Meanwhile, Princess Carolyn is desperate to adopt a child and goes to her hometown, reliving painful memories and a difficult childhood, all the while trying to prove to a potential mother who wishes to whose baby she wishes to adopt, that she would be a great mother and is capable of taking care of a child. Meanwhile, Bojack has an accident on set without Princess Carol in there to produce the TV show, marking the progressive deterioration of Bojack and the showrunner Flip, show flips relationship. 
Diane uncovers a recording of Bojack explaining the events of his time away from Hollywood with his friend's youngest daughter and struggles to understand what to do with this information. Bojack begins taking pain pills after the accident. Bojack's mother passes away, and after a one-take episode that follows Bojack's speech, speech at the wrong casket, we rejoin the story as Diane and Bojack struggle with boundaries in lieu of Diane's newfound discovery of Bojack's darkest moment. Mr. Peanut Butter fails to learn a romantic lesson, concealing things from Pickles while sleeping with his ex-wife Diane, and Todd accidentally creates a sex robot that now runs whattimeisit.com. Bojack and Gina grow serious, and finally Bojack manages to have an adult relationship, but as he spirals into his addiction with painkillers, he begins to lose grip on the difference between filming Filbert and his real life. After after the Filbert premiere party, Diane confronts Bojack about the recording, and Bojack tries to accept the blame by saying he's a bad person, but Diane isn't having any of it. Bojack's addiction then deepens, and on set, during filming, Bojack strangles Gina for real, almost killing her. Princess Carolyn steps in to sweep up the PR nightmare, sacrificing her chance at adopting a child to fix the problem in front of her, and she comes to realize that perhaps she doesn't need a kid, she just thinks that she ought to have one. But she does actually end up with the kid, it's yeah. alright. Bojack finally faces the music. He goes to a press interview with Gina to clear, up a, to clear up cell phone footage from set of the strangling, and he finally does the right thing. Rather than exsanguinate his own guilt at the expense of someone else, he lies and does what Gina asks and keeps the truth a secret. Meanwhile, Mr. Peanut Butter goes to tell Pickles the truth about his cheating with Diane, but panics and asks her to marry him, effectively learning nothing from his past three divorces. <laughs> Fuck! That is... We'll get back to that. Diane confronts her boss about her messed up life, and her boss basically tells Diane to let go of her expectations. Of herself, of everyone, and accept that everyone fucks up, but that doesn't make you anyone... That doesn't make anyone a good or bad person, it just makes them human. Or, in her case, a mouse. Meanwhile, Diane drives Bojack to rehab. The two reconcile somewhat. Diane has realized no one is good or bad, and Bojack realizes the only way to get better is to actually take it into his own hands. Bojack goes to rehab for six weeks, end of season. It's a fucking roller coaster of, of different things this season. Yeah, this season was surprisingly good. <laughs> I kind of and came I came off it lukewarm the first time, but second watching I loved it. I've been, so I watched I watched it once, I only got a few episodes the second time. I selectively went back to a few episodes to watch the second time. Um namely the the good ones. What did you die um, which ones did you tap back into then? I hit for the second time. I hit the where Diane goes to Vietnam. I hit the where Bojack's mum dies. Hit that a second time. That's a good one. Um, that's all I had time for. Cool. Um, yeah. no, I like that a lot. If Will those, Arnett doesn't, those, those were the two that I was like, ooh, some spicy good episodes in in this season. If Will Arnett doesn't get a fucking award for his voice acting in Bojack Horseman, the universe has no. Justice. Oh my god, because he is amazing this season. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, okay, so let's, as always, I'm going to let you pick the theme. One of them is pretty long. So we've got uh, Diane's hypocrisy, mm. <laughs> uh, Zilman, Zilman and a lack of suffering, which is the meta reading of the season, which I might save to last because my meta reading stuff is always a bit like, say, yeah. it's out a, there. A bit wishy-washy. Halloween and costume. Well, it's not wishy-washy. It's just fucking nuts <clears throat> um, and could not apply at all. But it's something that I read into it. Uh, Halloween. Or we could talk about uh, the Filbert set and Gina and reality. Hit me with that one. Okay. I like that one. I like I like the way that one sounds. Can I can I just can we do a quick recap of what we thought was good about just some just some of just quick, the season? Just some quick just quick hitters. Um, just like good old days before I, we did all this analytical I, shit. I, I like that Boja I look, a, a lot of the jokes are fucking. One great. good thing, one bad thing, one the Oh yeah, sure. One good thing. Um I really like that that one take episode with the, the I like the joke at the end of that one take episode where he's at the wrong casket. Mm. That shit 
There, there weren't as many laugh out loud moments this season, but that cracked me up. Yeah. I, I laughed at the TV. I laughed and then like was about to cry at how weirdly yeah. depressing it was. Uh, one bad thing. I thought that the start of the season was a bit weaker this time, um, only in the sense that I didn't get this. I didn't get the vibe that um, I do normally with BoJack, where you can start to feel something about to happen. It was very much more like a series of unrelated episodes that then slowly tied together. Yeah. So it was a bit different style, which I didn't love. Uh, and then what's the last category? That was I don't know. Uh, well, what about you? What's something good and um, something bad? I think all of the what I call gimmick episodes. So episode four of the last season, so the, underwater the, the underwater one, that I would consider like the first gimmick episode. This season had like four of them. Well, the, there's the Diane going to Vietnam. Diane going to Vietnam, the one take at the funeral, the zebra one. The Yeah, where Bobo the zebra. And I would consider the Halloween one That's for sure also a gimmick, a gimmick where it's like it's four slash five different periods of time just telling one story. I thought that was incredible. I couldn't work. Okay, while we're talking about it, I just want to. I don't have much on this because I don't know what to think of it. Sure. Um, the Halloween episode is like a commentary on like modern society and Mr. Peanut Butter's role in it because Peanut Butter refuses to grow up, so he constantly like goes to these parties, um, wanting his partners to like well, be the perfect party kind. I just I just took it as probably the best characterization. Well, the best character development of Peanut Butter that we've had ever. It's like the first time that we've actually because there's they've done a lot of flashbacks with peanut butter, but they've never been as good as this, where it's just like we are going to because they've always tried to, you know, show him as, you know, he hasn't grown up. He's always kind of just like he's never changes, things like that. Like that's been a pretty recurring theme with with peanut butter. But this is the first time where they've been, they've really, I think, like nailed it in terms of like how to actually show that to the audience. Just by like the the perfect structure that they pull off yeah. in that episode, I think is is probably like the the best form of character development yeah. they've done for Peanut Butter. I, I think and it, I really like that. It, it, it for me it erred on the side of like explaining almost too much, but I like that it they, like they could have gone, but they they could have gone there, but they were like, okay, well, let's pull it back. Um, but I had a question about Gina. So she turns up at the start, doesn't realize there's a party because Bojack doesn't realize there's a party, goes to get a costume. Doesn't come back the whole time and gets there at the end when everyone's gone. Yeah. I interpreted that as the reason that Gina and Bojack's relationship work is they they have like a level of understanding where she's not even that mad. She's just like, I'm going to bed. Whereas in like his other relationships, it, that would be like an argument. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it meant anything beyond that, but I, I like that she was immune to his bullshit. I think they did that just to get her out of the out of the episode. Because ah. it's not, it's, it's it every, it's- all of the flashbacks are... Bojack without someone like so there's always whereas this one it's Bojack and Diane without even, someone even even they even managed to dodge the period of time where Bojack is dating Princess Carolyn by having the sort of well are they technically I think one of the flashbacks they are dating but she's still the door person yeah like they 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 try to keep it all consistent where it's it's Bojack where he's just alone Bojack where he's alone Bojack where he's alone etc etc and yeah. peanut butter where he's with someone so I think that it would, you know, it, it, well, it helps, characterizes it helps the them flow. pretty strongly as yeah, well. Yeah, and it helps it just flow a bit more naturally. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I was just curious to see what you thought of that because I didn't really have a, anything on it. Um, yeah, so that's, no, that's. I think it was just an excuse to get rid of and him. just a dumb joke yeah. to get her out of the get her out of the episode. We have seen peanut butter and like this relationship to masks and subconscious before. Where there's that comment in one of the seasons where I think it's like season two, maybe uh, maybe it's season three, um, where he's talking to someone. I think it's Bojack, maybe, and he's like. Um, you know, when I'm in the house alone and I see, like, a my reflection, I sometimes try and fight it. 
because he's wearing my clothes. And we got a, yeah. yeah, we got a comment on that. I think it might have been the last season or the season before in our podcast. That was pretty early, yeah. And someone commented and they were like, you guys read way too much into that. It's funny because he's a dog. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's, yeah. It's funny because he's a dog. That's not why they wrote the line in. They no, the, that line is so clearly like, means something. Yeah. Like, they they bookend it with, like, pure silence. Like, it's, it's that's very much it. a... But it's like, yeah, it is a joke, but it's it's one of the jokes that uh, you don't <laughs> laugh at because you go, oh, That's 100% one of, like, the... the I yeah. think, like, when we've talked about Peanut Butter previously, that's one of the moments where we've been like, this Huge is the one time someone have, when they've actually developed them. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> no, like, sure, it is funny because he's a dog, but, like, but that's yeah, it is it. pretty yeah. big. <laughs> uh, okay, let's dig into the Gina and Philbert stuff because that, sure. that's going to be the meat of this because that's kind of the meat of the season, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. <sighs> okay, so this is going to, like, take a minute to get into because it's kind of complicated. So the, one of the big themes of this show is the similarities between Bojack and Philbert's life. So, like, the relationship that they have together as, like, one and the same. So, like, you know, they, they model the house. <laughs> the set is modeled yeah. up <laughs> Bojack's house. Like, there's all of these things that start to stack up. Like, Philbert is a tortured soul with a dark past. Philbert is in a relationship with Gina. Um, Philbert's old partner, Mr. Peanut Butter, is a, great sense of, uh, is a great sense of ire and a constant antagonist in Philbert's life. Like, it's all of the things that Bojack has, but just slightly rearranged. Yeah, it's very just... On the nose. So let's talk about Descartes, because this was the really oh, obvious thing that the, this, the fucking show has a reference to it. It does? Yeah, they, they use the word Descartes. Yeah. Um, well, someone, they, they, they reference the axiom, I think, therefore I am. But you it's, mean Descartes, right? Descartes, hmm. yeah. Um, so this, this season plays around with like Descartes' original axiom, I think, therefore I am. Um, in Bojack's case, it's I believe I am, therefore I act. We've seen that before in all the other seasons. He does say something similar to that in season... I think it's not four. It must be two or three where he's like, I don't really like know if I'm alive or anything or like if any of this matters, but like I do what I believe in. And, you know, that's why he helps Todd. And so that's what he tells himself anyway. Well, even like if you think back to the uh, what are you doing here? Series mm-hmm. season. That was like season one, wasn't it? What are you doing here? Where he's a uh, secretariat. That's uh, season, season two. two. Um, Like that, even that is like the same kind of parallel where it's, you know, he's taking his world yeah to sort of create his acting yes and that's because he can't tell the difference between his persona when he's acting and who he is personally because he kind of ties them together um uh so like as just some quick dot point examples that i've written down he believes he's broken so he drinks a lot uh he believes it's going to work with gina uh because they both know it won't work so then when the show's over, he pushes her into things she doesn't want to do, but then it works out because he didn't have any expectations. Um, he believes he's a bad person, so he tries to fix his badness by drinking less. That's his like justification for that vodka thing where he's like, well, the reason that I'm bad is because I drink too much. Well, and the, the, the vodka thing changes. At first, it's, it's one bottle and it's like for the week. And then, like yeah. when our uh, Holly Hawk is over, he has like he has like one bottle per day. <laughs> like it actually increases quite a lot. Yeah, there's a scene. I think the the scene where it like he checks the clock and it's midnight. Then he goes and just drinks the That's, day's vodka. I was just like, oh, yeah, that that, that told <laughs> me. Oh, don't I, do that to me. I, stuff like that is jokes, but it's not funny. Where you're yeah. like, oh, I get that. That's, <laughs> that's a comedic jokes. thing. Yeah. yeah, Bojack is really good at those. Um, yeah. So like I was reading online, and I can't reference this article because um. 
I lost it. After. It's, <laughs> I, it'll go in the sources, but like I couldn't find it. If I find it, I'll put it in there. Um, Bojack is like a classic example of like a partially recovered addict. Like he's drinking less instead of not drinking at all. Um, he's dating less intensely instead of not dating at all. Um, he's taking less risks instead of taking no risks. Mm. Um, he's less lonely instead of seeking help. This kind of mitigates the superlative of like when he when he has benders, he can like justify it because he's like, well, most of the time I'm fine. Whereas right. in previous seasons, you see him like coming off a bender being like i'm a piece of shit like my life's bad like everyone pity me risen this season that doesn't really happen he just has a bender and like keeps going but it's like the same reason why why he doesn't it's almost there's there's a very sort of common thing among people who have mental health health issues is the idea of not thinking that you're bad enough to require health to require help where you're yeah. like, oh, I don't have it that bad. Like, I don't need yeah, to like, get he's help. Like, I'm a, he's like, I'm like, drinking less now. I'm yeah, it's, like, I don't, it's I'm, fine. I'm like, okay. I don't need to get help. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking suicidal thoughts 24 like So I don't, I don't need help. Yeah, that's like his season arc. And then at the yeah. end, he's like, actually, I, I see probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to, you know, I need to work on me a bit. Um, the other thing is like Gina is like an anomaly in that belief system for him, which we talked about a little bit before. Um, is Gina in the previous season? Uh, she very much just kind of pops up, and I I think get a lot about. She might have been season. like a background character during the press tours for Secretariat, but I can't hundred percent say that for sure. Um, but was was it like explained that she was the co-star in Philbert at the end of season? No, they hadn't yeah. cast her yet. I don't think. Oh, so she's just a hundred. She's I, just straight and dry. I honestly in season. couldn't tell you. Yeah, because I really it like it opens quite weirdly. <laughs> where you're like, oh, hello, yeah. character he's having sex with. Um, I don't remember you. <laughs> yeah, I super don't remember either. Uh, from the chat, uh, that psycho reviewer says, "What do you think of that song in one of the episodes?" I don't know what that means. You have to be a little <laughs> more clear. Um, Get a bit, a bit yeah. more specific than that. Uh, so one of the problems that Bojack has isn't necessarily that he's damaged. It's the way that he chooses to express it this season. Um, I'm going to read you a quote from Stanley Schachter, who um, is a guy who talks about the way that um, we confuse like emotion and arousal to be like the same thing. So like Bojack is really good at being like, I had a bad day at work, um, but it was bad because my mother treated me poorly. Like he's really good at transferring <laughs> things in interesting ways. Because my mother hates me. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of his big, big problems. Um, so Stanley Schachter said... Arousal, and I quote, arousal is essentially the same in all emotions and that cognition by furnishing instant appraisals of circumstances lets individuals understand the emotions that are being experienced. In this conceptualization, arousal or excitation of any kind is blind to the hedonic values of emotions, i.e. to the degree, to the degree of pleasure or displeasure and simply intensifies each and every emotion. You're going so to this, you're gonna have to explain that in English. What that basically means <laughs> is that the way we experience most emotions so like let's say it's violence and sexual attraction because those two things go hand in hand for bojack sure um they only differentiate in the way that our cognitive processes construct the reality of them so like our brain perceives the um so like if you're bojack he's receiving the the stimulus of sex and violence in a very similar way it's just how he constructs reality that differentiates them so like you see in previous seasons he has like really short quick aggressive sex <laughs> you know yeah which because i feel like it's probably just the animators having a bit of a gap but fun. yeah no it is pretty consistent yeah so then what that means <clears throat> is that bojack's attraction to gina and his desire to strangle her become like one and the same emotion because he loses his perception of reality so in the same way that you can't the, the only differentiation between different arousal is is how you construct the reality when the reality is fucking falling apart they just become the same thing so that's why he doesn't stop. It's because he's like, oh, well, this is this is fine. This is the kind of, this is the stimulus that I'm used to. So he, right. doesn't, he doesn't feel it's any different. 
Um, and it seems no accident that the company funding the show that facilitates this is run by a sex robot that promotes <laughs> a violence and sexual sexualized TV show. The show seems to equ- equate Bojack's decay of reality to participating in the cycle of like sex and violence as one thing. Um, ostensibly, the show is saying that uh, ostensibly these shows are saying nothing about sex and violence. Just they include them because it makes us feel aroused and interested. Well, even like the the season finale of season one of Filbert is mm. with the nuclear bombs. Like that's just <clears throat> we're just going to put nonsense. it in there because we need it to happen. It needs to have that like yeah. heightened arousal. Like it has yeah. to be like bam, and you feel something. And then we can have him strangle her again. And it's fucking sh- shit. <laughs> That's such a great idea for a TV show. Yeah. Um, okay, let's bang through the Zillman stuff, because I think that you'll probably have something to say about it, because I'm really interested. Sure. Um, that Broadway song. Uh, the Broadway song in this season, that was what he was referring to. Um, I don't know if I remember that. You're going to have to give us a more specific yeah. thing than that. Try, like, like give us <laughs> I'm blanking really hard on that one. Uh, okay, so we talked about that idea of transferring trauma, and all of the characters in the show are really good at that. Um, this was something put forward by Zillman in 1996. <laughs> and basically, all he said was that... Um, when we're likely to, so he was talking about like books and like TV and movies and stuff, and he basically said that um, the more suffering we see at the start of a drama, the more likely we are to enjoy the rest of the drama because we kind of transfer the arousal of the initial drama. So okay. he's got this quote. I'm not going to read because it's really long. Um, but he goes, "This is a, as, as an example he gives is um, pleasant sexual imagery in music videos makes us think the song is better because we transfer." the arousal of the sexual stuff to the song like subconsciously sure um and he calls it excitation transfer that's okay. the that's the kind of long and the short that's of the what theory. he's talking about so the meta reading of this season is that bojack does this with alcohol and drugs so he cuts back on alcohol only to <laughs> indulge in the drugs and basically carries across his love of like getting fucked up to drugs um <laughs> And when he doesn't, he keeps ramping... So, yeah, when he's not drinking, he ramps up his drug use to compensate for the lack of arousal in another area, which disrupts his reality. Um, And basically, like, this is why Zillman suggests most addicts struggle to recover, because they just, like, transfer the arousal. Right, yeah. So, like, you'll see this a lot with, like, people who get off, like, like alcoholics who stop drinking. Like, they'll be, like, way into Jesus. And it's (laughs) it's like that... You know, like, it's like, you haven't fixed yourself. Like, you're not fixed. You've you've just done something else. Well... yeah and there's well that's like the alcoholics anonymous anonymous route like they they're very well that well, yeah not specifically jesus oh uh, it uh, is no it's god I, 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 is it just 14th, a, no it's god it's a higher power it's god it's just a generic god though. no it's it's it's, oh, the, it's god. the the god yeah. the christian faith god yeah i've okay. looked into that during when we did uh when i was doing psych in high school that was something <laughs> when, we when you were on. researching aa in yeah. high school sure um, um yeah we went to nerd school so i don't know what to tell you yeah but it, yeah it's you know and then there are people who get like deep into people you know, you hear a lot of, you you know, hear stories about a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, I was blah, 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 down down the wrong path. And then I met Sadie. Yeah. Oh, that yes. Yes. With like romantic. Yes. You're totally yeah. right. With romantic partners and friends and stuff where it's like they, they, they don't fix the behavior. They just transfer the trauma to something else. To be and arguably something better. Not as damaging. Well, um, one of them isn't hurting anyone else. If depending on the kind of alcoholic you are, Bojack's hurting other people, so he's not a good example. Um, but like even Diane does this. Diane goes to Vietnam in the hopes that like connecting with her roots is gonna satisfy the arousal she had in a marriage, and fucks with some guy. And yeah, and it fails because she's like so obsessed with like the idea of it that it just it falls apart because she can't transfer the arousal. So like if it was Bojack, that would be then a ten month relationship with that person. That he was oh doing. yeah you know, yeah like yeah that, that's a good maintain that that's shit. the kind of difference in character yeah. they are. Um. Equally, Mr. Peanut Butter is the only character 
who can easily enact the transfer of arousal without any damage to himself. So he does it with all of his new wives. He treats them all the same as the previous one. Yeah. So my question to you then, do you think he's better off than everyone else? Because he is like... Because he, he doesn't seem to suffer at all. So my my sort of like, my feeling of all the seasons so far is that we've had we've had the bojack seasons like we've had the season one and the season two and the season three we've had the bojack seasons i feel like at the moment and partly with season four there was like a transition where it was just like okay they're gonna you know give the other characters a bit more space and they gave diane and peanut butter a bit more nuance even pc got a ton like when she oh yeah pc got a crap ton. um and and this season I feel like was very much a Diane kind of season. Like she was pretty, she was pretty there for most. Of and it, it made sense that it happened now because she's now disconnected from Peanut Butter and yeah. she's on her own. Um, but I feel like Peanut Butter like has yet to have his season. I was kind of hoping this would be his season, but you know, when I don't the- know that he could be the cornerstone of a season though. <laughs> I think I think that he's he's pretty he's a big part of this season because again he is like he's a pretty main character. But, well, he's, he's a main character, but his yeah. conceit is that he's not complicated. But I just want him to be. I, I like, like, it's But, like, but some people just... Uh, I, I, I find this... This is something that I think about a lot because it fucking shits me to absolute tears. I want people to be complicated and people who are simple drive me mad. So I think I think it, it's almost like, a case where he's he's got enough... He's he's had the easiest time in this so far because he hasn't had to change. There's yes. nothing that's actually like a hundred percent forced him to change, yeah. like through some sort of like self drive or like push from like another person. Huh. Like he's he's still like he gets close, he gets so close, and then he just goes like, actually, you know what? There's actually no drive for me to improve this season, well, so he, I'm gonna just fall back really into my old ways. Yeah. Whereas like Diane has. You know, this is a well, so, Diane you, season. So, but you mean the moment that he does, he backtracks on that is when he proposes to me. When Pickles. he proposes. Yeah, like that's, he gets really close. Is, whoop, no, never mind. Oh, I um, love like Bojack, his, yeah. is, his is easily just the Everything the last season. And, like the whole thing and the last episode. The like, whole fucking just, show is Bojack. Just him being like, all right, I'll go to rehab. Yeah. Although we know that won't last because this is how Bojack Horseman works. Yeah. But like Diane has had, you know, even just like the closing scene of this season being focused on diane rather than bojack you don't see bojack go in and give and tell you know say his lines you don't you know when when they separate the camera focuses on diane like it doesn't you know you'd expect the season to end with bojack going in and saying the hi my name's bojack and maybe some deep thing about maybe he'll say something different to not what he said outside where he's just like oh i'm bojack you probably know me i'm pretty famous maybe he, go- maybe he goes in he's like oh i'm bojack and like that's the end of the season you're like oh wow it's so deep because he's changed he's, not bojack. he's like no it's diane <laughs> yeah it- <laughs> it's just diane like she's she well, but also- puts out his cigarette and drives off because i think it's when you're supposed to like have that realization of like <clears throat> she's no longer this peripheral character in his life because the show is called bojack horseman right She's like the only constant. Well, she's she was pretty important in season one, but but pretty but, important because she was the um, the Ghost Rider. Well, she was a Ghost Rider, and she was also like a, a an antagonist for Bojack to rally his brain around and be like, "She's what's wrong. I love her, and that's why I'm fucked up." Right, Whereas in yeah. this season, like she doesn't occupy that role. She's just his friend. Even the last season, there was like it was really complicated with her with peanut butter because the divorce. This season, she's just his best friend. Yeah, and they have to finally navigate that treacherous water of like their relationship, <laughs> which is a good segue into talking a bit about Diane's role in this season as like the kind of mediator of 
Hollywood hypocrisy or Hollywood hypocrisy in real life. Um, so Diane has a quote, and I'm reading from Lee Constable, uh, who is uh, she's a science researcher and presenter on Scope TV in Australia. Uh, and uh, I've sort of was looking through her very, Twitter, and she has some really interesting very stuff. Deep to cut say. reference. Um, oh, I think you retweeted this, didn't you? Uh, pos- uh, maybe I don't know. I, I met her at the Most for Science. I saw something you retweeted, and it was a very. Yeah, sassy. She's really right. Um, so she says, and I quote, uh, this, sorry, she's quoting the, uh, a line from the show, um, and it's from Diane. And Diane says, quote, being a woman is not a hobby or a pet interest of mine. You get to drop in and play Joss Whedon and everybody cheers. When you move on to your next thing, I'm still here, end quote. Uh, this is interesting as a meta reading because Alison Brie is a white woman playing a Vietnamese American. Um, the meta reading here is that even the people on the right side of the argument aren't always correct. Yeah, like hundred percent. You retweeted this. <laughs> I think I replied. You to replied her. to an I yeah. got. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. So this goes back to the show's philosophy of this season. No one is actually good or bad. The point of the hypocrisy: a white woman playing an American Vietnamese versus like uh, Bojack, who ends up playing a feminist by accident, <laughs> is that we're all false actors in some way. None of us are perfect, and nothing. Like I, my reading of this was like the show was trying to be like. If someone says something good, don't immediately, like, ad hominem attack them for shit they've done that's wrong. If they're trying to, like, put out a something that's good, that's fine. Like, because this season's kind of interested in that stuff a little bit more than the previous seasons. Where it's pretty, like, the time is up thing is a good example where, like, that whole thing is a setup for the joke of the sex robot, um, uh, which was aimed at... It wasn't uh, Weinstein, because he hadn't come out when they started writing it. It was someone similar. Right. Um... But even that, like, you know, Todd accidentally builds a sex robot who becomes the highest ranking thing in, like, a whattimeisit.com. Yeah. And, like, in an, but, like, in an attempt to satisfy his asexual girlfriend's desires, it came from a good place, but it ended terribly. His, um, his, his non-asexual Sorry, friend. his non-asexual friend who he still wants to date, but... Yes. Yeah. Because they actually have stuff in common. And the irony of the robot is everyone knew he... Like, sorry, the irony of the robot is that no one knows it's a sex robot. But in real life, sex pests in Hollywood, everyone knows about what no one talks about. It's a complete reversal. Well, and then there's there's when they're talking, there's like a few uh, towards the end of the season where like they the the robot says some things to that like intern or the the junior executive, where it's like everything he's saying is like extremely bad, but it's only when he's talking about like his power, his battery being drained and his power levels dying, where she's yeah, just it's like, really ironic. yeah, it's and and then all are like the you know the the sort of interview the tv interviews that people have it's just like it's very on the nose yeah and i think the point of that is just to be like but then that's also like a a critique of the previous seasons of bojack like there's that line um which i had written down which was um that like the filbert the filbert tv show within this show is a critique of the previous seasons of bojack well you you even have that line from diane where she says something like um like shows like this just make people feel yeah just make guys feel good about their yeah. shitty behavior because like yeah Phil- that was pretty rough <laughs> Philbert is like the kind of the lazy rendering of like the kind of the the hero kind of damaged pe- character from like breaking bad rick and morty like all these shows um bojack and even Horseman. flip realize yeah bojack Horseman. <laughs> so even flip flip finally has the realization that it's normalizing the the kind of fetishization of that suffering and the show isn't necessarily con- like condoning the rendering of suffering men but it seems to want to critique like this idea that if you enact abuse like Bojack does, that I don't know if it's trying to say that we should, you know, kind of look at it in like a more kind of rounded lens and say, well, they're abusive for reasons. 
kind of, but like we shouldn't <laughs> forgive them. Like there's, it's kind of doing like three things at once where I think it's trying to have a complex conversation about it without being like, they're right or they're wrong or they're bad dudes or they're good dudes. It's like, no, they, 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 they're enacting abuse. It doesn't make them necessarily abusers, but also you shouldn't forgive abusers. It's a very like weird I, line they try and tread. I would almost say that the, it is trying to say that the, the acting out of abuse is inherently abusive. Yeah. Because especially when it's in the later episodes where it, you know, it gets like fuzzy and I think the episode's called like Downer, Downer Ending or something, which is just fucking dumb. It's like the second last episode oh, called that, Downer Ending. That's where the, the song plays during that montage that the Psycho Review was talking about. There's a drug field montage that's like really subtle and it plays this Broadway song where it's like, <coughs> just keep dancing. Oh, that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That trip fest. Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. It was whatever. Yeah. Um, it had it pulled some imagery from previous seasons, which is just that's what you do in that kind of scene. Yeah, I thought it was alright. It wasn't anything to be stand out. But yeah, I mean like that was you know, similar to the other cra- they've done better drug field scenes in previous seasons. But I, I yeah, but then this one I liked because it wasn't too much. A lot of them tend to be pretty extra when they're like it's a drug bit in yeah. Whereas I quite liked it. <laughs> it's the drug bit yeah, in I like that <laughs> I like that this was like a bit more kinda Ooh. And you kind of like it felt a bit more, um, yeah, not real, but like yeah, it felt uh, it felt more genuine because it wasn't because because this time it was just painkillers, it was just and like because his reality was shifting, not because he was like doing crazy drugs. It felt like more accessible, like because I think that if you've worked too much or you 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 do too much of one drug or whatever, but like you still have a life going on. That's what it feels like when you're in it. It's like a montage of stuff and you kind of, you know what's happening, but you struggle to connect everything. I think it felt a bit more like attainable as a metaphor than some of the other seasons drug rampages. What do you think of just the, like how much this season like relies on the previous seasons? Like it really <sighs> leans on like season three yeah. and season four. Well, to get half of the stuff from the season, you have to know the background of like every character of every character you yeah. have to watch all of the seasons and you which have i to, think is fine for a tv show yeah but i don't hate that di- different to the previous seasons where like all the other seasons are pretty self-contained self-contained this self-contained a, in the sense yeah. that they don't explicitly call pull content and yeah. even like dialogue and there's story dialogue. arcs there's even, yeah, there's, and characters there's from, plot points and stuff yeah. from like season two like yeah, yeah uh, like it goes back i didn't dislike it I, it felt in hindsight, it felt a bit like regressing, where they were like, ah, we well, need to make this matter again. I feel like it almost felt like they were sort of closing it up. They were like, right, we're going to we're gonna finish it. This is it. This is the last season. Which, if that's the case, then I think it would work. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, I wouldn't mind. I'm kind of done with this, this show. But yeah. it's, yeah, they really did seem like they were. And part of me was like, yeah, they are kind of leaning on it a little, little bit. Like when they pulled out the... um the the recording of bojack saying what he did in new mexico i was like i was like that was like three seasons like that was like they really pulled like a lot season three yeah, yeah like that was a while ago like but the, but the reason they the reason they brought that forward is that pre in when that when all of that stuff happened diane and bojack weren't in a position where it could affect their relationship because she was getting divorced well, I feel like it's almost also a it could have been like a realization on well it could have either been good forethought where they were like we're gonna deal with this in season five or they got to the end of season four and went, wait, Bojack did some really shitty things in season three. We haven't, like, addressed it or given any consequence for it. Because it did whole, feel like they were like, well... The whole could- C-plot of this season is the Time Is Up movement joke with whattimeisit.com. So that ties directly into that, where it's like, someone finds a fucking, you know... The 12- a tweet that someone made yeah. in 2014 and gets them fired from... 
no, 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 like, like, no, no, Marvel. like, like twenty women come out of the woodwork and like this famous dude has been abusing people for years. Right, right, right. right that's yeah. what I mean. Um, that's well, because the time is up. I feel like that's more the, the time is it dot com. That's the sex robot. Yeah, but the that's, reason the reason that they did a recording of like a voiceover was is that the Trump thing? No, it's not Trump. <laughs> it's someone else. I can't. It. Hang on. I I know. It's this. not Harvey Weinstein. It was someone else. Because they wrote it before that. Um, right. It was a very deep cut cultural reference that that's just kind yeah, of gone the way like the of the dodo. Yeah, it was like the first dodo. guy. Oh, I, can, I can fucking see it. I, I almost remember Harvey Weinstein being the first one, being the big, the big springboard for the. He wasn't the first first, but he was like the big one where everyone went, "Whoa!" Where everyone's shit. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, because he and, was just like an actor, and a lot of people went like, "I don't know who this is." <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Who, I don't know who Harvey Weinstein was before he it was, and it, and before he was sort of revealed to be an asshole. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find this. You keep going. I'm just going oh, to I'll try to keep going. Um, um, yeah. So talk to me about like, did you think that it worked that they touched on these old? I think I, I mean it when it ju- when it was happening. I was like, oh man, they're really digging. But I think they because the rest of the season really like relied on that being important information to bring up. You know, all of the other sort of going ons, especially with Diane, which again, pretty much the main character of this season. Um, that was pretty much like their main point of conflict yes which i i think that that works well for them because now that they're both like people who are just themselves like it yeah it's it's not like they had to bring up they didn't have to kind of construct some wild narrative where diane as a character was directly influenced by what bojack did in new mexico it's just they're two people who are friends and what he did in new mexico was a bit fucking weird and yeah. it's just general consequence of being a dickhead. And I like that it wasn't like they weren't trying to like ruin like I don't know. I think another show that was trying to be like too heavy handed would have like ruined BoJack's career. But they were like, no, these oh, things. That w- yeah, like that. Yeah. I was I was almost expecting that to be the main downfall, but it wasn't. Well, I like that they. I don't know. Th- it was just a- the downfall between. Well, not the downfall, just the. What's the only thing? The rough waters. Well, yeah, like the only thing for those two characters, Bojack, which they're, they're changed as friends forever, irreversibly from it. But like, it's the only thing that Bojack cares about is his relationship with Diane. Ultimately, at the end of the day, he, yeah. c- he doesn't give a shit about Mr. Peanut Butter. Gina is like a passing fad in his life. His mother's dead. Um, his half sister's in uh, college. Like Diane is like his one touchstone to reality. Yeah. Um. So and it makes sense that it's a wedge between. And them. kind of has his as well. Like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Diana's they, job is they just, just have each other now. Yeah. Um, but now they don't because he's in rehab. I oh, know. Yeah. Well, six weeks isn't that long. <laughs> oh, so they need six weeks. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't find the reference to the what... the OG dickhead. Yeah, it was someone like yeah. I can't, you know, it was an article I was reading. Fair enough. Um, okay, I wanted to kind of wrap this portion of the show up and the podcast up with this quote. Um, and it's from Bojack, which I think just like capitulates the season really well. I think it really summarizes how fucking weird a lot of this stuff is. Um, and Bojack, uh, this is on talking about like his parents and stuff. Um, and I think it's like a good if they if they were gonna finish the show, this is like the thing that I would stamp on the cover of the the box set DVD. Right. Um, the quote is: "All three of us were drowning, and we didn't know how to save each other, but there was an understanding that we were all drowning together." And for me, I think. I think that if you're talking about BoJack as a show, one of the things that it wants to do is give people who are suffering a visualization that is... We talked about this so many times with the different seasons and stuff, but like, it gives you a way to access a way of 
talking about it in a discourse that you maybe don't normally have because yeah. it's cartoon horses and there's jokes about like you know chickens and and animals and there's you know the time is the the fucking time is up robot is called henry fondle like it's just really dumb and <laughs> funny fondle, yeah yeah like it's funny fucking dumb but it gives you a, a mental discourse for yourself to be able to have those conversations be like oh the, i recognize what suffering looks like now yeah um and, and that it's more complicated than bad person did bad thing it's person you damage people do damage and i think that like that quote for me at least from this season more so than any other quotes from any of the seasons that we watched really encapsulates like what i like about bojack as a show and i think that if they were going to end it here i'd be perfectly fine with that oh yeah um yeah it's it's i mean there's like there's a few seasons where they could have just ended it uh season two they could have just ended it yeah uh where he's out driving Oh, where the season three they could have ended it, where he's driving back from New Mexico. They d- they've done a good job of always giving themselves an out to be like, that was a satisfying. Like, that was it. Arc. We're done, and it's yeah. like, all right, see you later. Yeah, and but, it, uh, I think that might be why like the start of seasons are usually a bit rough because they're trying to sort of like, all right, we got to wind back up the drama machine a bit. It does, and then feel let like it roll that. out for like episode four onwards. <laughs> yeah, I think the. No, that's a good but point, I think actually. the that's why the gimmick episodes were so good because mm. they they gave you something interesting for those first few episodes. They gave you enough space while it worked. Um, I think episode point. six was the free churro, which is yes. the uh, the one take. The, that yeah. was like that. I feel like that's that brilliant. was sort of the the, t- the turning the tip, point. The turning point of the season yeah. for sure. Uh, what's that time of the week? Have you got any recommendations? No, I have zero recommendations. Yeah, I, I just started a new job, so I've been yes. I've been flat out. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you've been following the book club podcast that we that Laura and I started, yeah. uh, next month is. Uh, Daughter of Smoke and Bone. We're going to be doing that sometime next week by Lani Taylor. So if you wanted to read that, I uh, would get started. Or if you forgot what it was. Or if you want to get it um, read to you by someone. <laughs> tough shit. It's on Audible. But oh, okay. Yeah. I was uh, going to say Laura's been reading it to oh, me. Because okay. so, I don't read books. Yeah. It's not... <laughs> I well, oh. well join join the book club podcast I'm not that and find yet, out. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh that being said, uh we're trying to pick a topic or a theme for next month. Uh I put a post up on Patreon. Um I kind of know what I want to do. We but don't know what we want to do. Do we'll, our job for us. We'll talk about it during the post show a bit <laughs> before the end. Um so if you want to stick around for the post show or if you're a Patreon, you get access to that as well. Uh but speaking of which, uh where can people find us? Facebook. Uh at DCMworks social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCMworks. Twitter. At DCM underscore works. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCM works. If you subscribe for $3 a month, get access to a bunch of behind the scenes content. We get all kinds of stuff like uh, an exclusive audiobook that is like an anthology story about a crazy kind of conspiracy world that's very similar to our own called Interface. Uh, we got like behind the scenes part twos. You'll be able to see the post show for Art for Artists, which is going to go up every week from now on, uh, where we talk about. Uh, more thoughts on the show, questions from the people who are watching it live, or things that patrons have asked us to talk about this week that maybe didn't fit into an episode. So if you want to get access to that stuff, go to patreon.com slash DCMworks. It genuinely helps us do all the shit that we do. Um, but if you just wanted to help out the show, the best thing you can do is tell one person about this if you enjoyed it. That's probably Send the best thing. Send this to 10 friends and just, your crush will ask you oh, out. Oh, yeah. And if you don't. And if you Bloody don't, Mary's coming for you. you will have, you'll be alone forever. Yeah. Stick that in your MSN profile you have tag do name. It, do it. I forget you, how MSN You're works. still using MSN. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, the other thing you can do to support the show is leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It just helps more people find the show. And if you do leave us a five-star, we will read it at the top of the episodes during the live streams because we do appreciate your feedback and we hope you guys enjoy this. Otherwise, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at DCMIHeyPi. I'm at Little Citrus. We'll see you guys next week.